Hi, this is Chris, Head of Admissions at Bulberton School, a full-staff software engineering school based in San Francisco. Today, I have a super cool interview for you, but first, some background. We've been spending the past few weeks taking a dive into what it's like to be a student at Bulberton, from the first few days to landing a job. Today, we're talking about year two specialization. I've invited our curriculum team to join me today. And now, without further ado, so, hey guys, welcome. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. I actually, I'm gonna let you guys introduce yourselves. If you don't mind uh, letting us know your name and the part of the year two curriculum that you're kind of like spearheading. Hi guys, my name's Alexa and I'm spearheading the machine learning curriculum. Hi, uh, my name is Alex and I was working on the um, low level year two curriculum. Hi, I'm Carrie and I am working on the AR VR curriculum. We're going to dive right in. The last webinar that we had two weeks ago, we talked about some of our students that are in some type of internship or apprenticeship or some type of work experience. But we know that Holberton is a two-year curriculum. Year one is all about foundations and fundamentals. But year two is about specialization. Can you give us a little bit of a context of what is different about specialization, the year two curriculum versus the year one curriculum? Uh, yeah, so the difference between year one and year two. So year one, basically, as you all know, to attend Alberton School, you don't need any kind of background in computer science. Uh, now, this here comes the first big difference with year two is that year two is based on year one foundation, and it extends this foundation to more in-depth topic. The second main difference is that you don't necessarily need to be on site to complete year two. It's more autonomous, uh, basically. And yeah, more in-depth topic as like, it's pretty much uh, self-explanatory, it's specialization. Uh, so today we have three different specializations in year two. Okay, so now I wanna kind of dive into each one of your specializations. I think Holberton is pretty unique in a lot of things and I think really making sure that students have those foundations in the year one curriculum like Alex, you mentioned but also giving them the opportunity and really emphasizing the importance of eventually specializing. Like you have to have foundations first, that's, that's a non-negotiable, but also the industry is looking for people who have those foundations, but also have a specialized skill that they can kind of come to the table with. And we'll kind of maybe go down the line uh, and just talk about some of the technologies that maybe students can expect to, to get exposed to in, in, in that specialization some potential kind of examples of projects. And I think really importantly, what type of jobs or careers can that specialization help a student in? I think a lot of students that I talk to or applicants that I talk to, they know they want to become a software engineer, but they don't really know exactly what that looks like. They know, oh, I can build websites, I can build apps, but there's so many other things. So with each one of your specializations, what type of careers can you get from that? So in the machine learning specialization, uh, we cover technologies um, extending on the year one foundations in Python with libraries like NumPy, TensorFlow, Keras, Pandas, Matplotlib, lots of data science heavy libraries. Uh, machine learning is technically a subset of data science, so those are the types of jobs that you would be looking at. Uh, specifically, the job that the machine learning specialization was tailored toward would be a machine learning engineer. 
which is somewhere in between a machine learning scientist and a machine learning kind of like applications person. So you would be, you know, helping to implement a machine learning models into a, a company's pipeline, essentially uh, helping a company to actually use machine learning for whatever their purposes are. And machine learning is not just about software. Um, you know, lots of companies are starting to adopt machine learning even outside of the software industry. Every company they say will soon become a machine learning artificial intelligence company just because of the nature of how powerful the technology is. And we cover a wide range of projects in the machine learning curriculum covering, you know, computer vision with things like, you know, object detection, face recognition and verification. What else we cover? Natural language processing, um, time series analysis, things like unsupervised learning, such as dimensionality reduction, which is basically like you have a lot of data and you need to kind of like condense the data down um, to see what really important about the data and then things like reinforcement learning uh, with we've heard of AlphaGo then basically creating like a game agent a lot a wide range of topics <laughs> what type of student would be really successful in in your specialization because everyone's already got the foundations and fundamentals but I feel like machine learning takes a specific additional skill set maybe math can you talk to us a little bit about like what other additional skills might be useful sure so like I mentioned before, machine learning is a subset of data science, which is extremely heavy in mathematics. Although you don't really hear machine learning uh, talk about, you might not necessarily hear about math and machine learning as much. It really is all just mathematics. And so I would say that to go into machine learning, you really should enjoy math. Um, now you might, might have had poor math experience in the past, and maybe after going through year one, you've realized, you know, like, hey, I've learned how to learn, and maybe if you had a bad experience with math in the past, you might want to revisit some math topics. So I wouldn't say that if you've had bad experience in the past with math that you shouldn't go into machine learning, but if you do revisit that topic and go over certain things like linear algebra and, you know, some a little bit of calculus, a little bit of probability, and you seem to like those topics, then you'll fit really well in machine learning. Alex, what about you? Tell us a little bit about your specialization. Sure. As you might already know, the, one of the main uh, track in year one is low level. Now year two, the low level specialization of year two, uh, as I said earlier, uh, we assume that you already have all the foundation on the year one low level track. And now this, this year two low level track is more, a specialization is more of an extension of this year one uh, track. So basically, it focuses mainly C programming language and uh, the Linux operating system. Where in year one, we kind of focus on how to make and how to write proper C code and how to understand the basics of uh, the Linux API, the operating system. Uh, in year two, we are more hands-off with students and students will be more inclined to look by themselves and understand more deeply how the Linux actual API works. So the API of Linux is basically how you are able to communicate with the Linux kernel on your operating system. And this kind of operation can allow you to uh, manipulate data and manipulate connections and 
different processes, communication, basically. So we cover a lot of different topics from memory management on process, from, as I said, communication between different process, which is the really, which is the basics of how to communicate between processes on different computers, which is the internet protocol, basically. Uh, so it's basically all the basics of what exists today in a more like wide range. Like after completing this low-level specialization, students will be more inclined on to solve problems more in depth related to like the Linux operating system. So an example of that is, for example, if we take the example of Tesla, for example, Tesla they work on automated driving car, self-driving car. And this involves a lot of uh, low-level programming because you have to make the communication between your software, the program, and the hardware, which is like the different pieces of the car. And this involves like inventing your own protocols on how to communicate between these different pieces. And this can only be done using low-level technologies. So I think self-driving car is a perfect example of how low-level languages and low-level technologies are used in the industry. Uh, also traveling, uh, space traveling or telescope or everything like this, you have to be really and extremely precise in, in the way you communicate with the hardware and the software. So these kind of things, you cannot use something that already exists uh, on the market. You have to design it yourself and this involves having a lot of knowledge in low-level technologies. When we talk about how technology permeates everything, mm -hmm. some of the things outside of you know, the internet and your mobile device, a lot of times people think about self-driving cars and making the connection of how do you actually, like what is that software, what is the hardware behind that and how how is this actually happening? And it all comes down to low-level programming. The way, the way I see low-level programming is that it's difficult to say what kind of job will, you will have if you specialize in low-level programming. Basically, it gives you this huge foundation of like understanding how everything works under the hood. So after that, you can, of course, become whatever you want, like specialize even more in whatever you, you'd like to. But it gives you this really, really big foundation and understanding of uh, low-level principles. Okay, and Carrie, um, you're working on the AR-VR specialization. Talk to us a little bit about what that is like, some of the projects, some of the technologies, and where a student could end up with that. So the ARVR track is a little different from the machine learning and mobile tracks in that we focus on building experiences in a specific software, which is Unity. So we use Unity, which is a game engine, to build a bunch of different ARVR experiences. And Unity uses the C-sharp language. So rather than building on a language that you learn in year one, you learn a brand new language in this year two track to script behavior in Unity. A lot of the first, hard, or first half of the track is Mastering Unity, so we first make a couple of very simple 3D games in Unity so that you learn what are game objects, how to add behaviors to these objects, a bunch of very basic 3D, 3D space, how to, how to manipulate objects in 3D space, and how to uh, add different behaviors and materials, how to work with 3D models, audio, how to do some basic animation, like we cover a broad spectrum of things so that you can build your own experiences in Unity. And then after we have mastered Unity, then we move on and we build specifically augmented reality uh, applications and virtual reality applications. So for the AR stuff, we, we touch on Buforia, which is 
an AR SDK and AR Kit, at, which is Apple's SDK, and AR Core, which is Google's SDK. So we cover all three of them. AR VR industry is really rapidly growing, and the technology that was relevant six months ago isn't today, and it won't be six months from now. It will be something different. So we try to keep students really flexible in what they're learning. So we're not sticking to one SDK. We're covering just a, a broad variety of things. And then for VR, we target headsets. So we cover uh, Oculus and HTC Vive. So we use their SDKs. And we uh, for AR projects, we also build location-based projects, face tracking projects, plane detection. For VR, we do 360 video. We do a room scale experience. We do a sitting, standing, stationary experience. Yeah, so the kind of jobs you get from that is pretty broad. As the AR VR technology kind of becomes more ubiquitous, kind of like how when the cell phone or the smartphone became more ubiquitous, so did uh, app development. As, as uh, AR VR equipment is more accessible, then more companies were going to adopt it to you know, marketing or um, for training. Because usually when you think of AR VR, you just think of games mm -hmm. or entertainment. But it's used in marketing, it's used in construction, manufacturing, training, uh, medical training, uh, military training. Like basically anything visual you could possibly think of, you could probably put, uh, apply AR VR to it. So. Yeah, I've heard of uh, it being used to train basically surgeons mm -hmm. to do their jobs much more efficiently, which it opens up like the, the possibilities of so many things, just making sure that people are experienced before they mm -hmm. find themselves you know, in the field or, or whatever it is. Uh, with VR and medical applications, it's also used for therapy, physical therapy or even uh, behavioral therapy to people with phobias, getting them accustomed to their phobias to get over them in VR in a safe space. Limitless. Yeah. It sounds limitless. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question that I, that I didn't prep you guys with, but you guys are all pretty young. And you're working in very complex areas of software engineering. Um, so machine learning, low level, and ARVR. How are you guys coming up with these projects? And what I'm kind of getting at is who else is potentially involved in deciding that this is the right curriculum, that this is you know, like the right type of technologies that people should be using, and that it's relevant to what the industry needs? So throughout the curriculum development process. All three of us have reached out to mentors in the industry to go over, you know, what is currently popular in the industry, what is, uh, where are some gaps between current graduates and what's actually needed in the industry, what are our fundamental, you know, topics that need to be integrated into a curriculum to allow someone to have not just their first job, but a lifelong career within that job. And mentors are uh, actively review the curriculum that is built and make sure that it is on par with what is expected in the industry. Yeah, uh, I think it's pretty much pretty much the same uh, as Alex has said for the three of us. Uh, on my side, when I started to write the low-level curriculum, I started with our CEO. So we both graduated from uh, the same college, and we specialize a bit more in the low-level uh, in low-level technologies. For me, it was kind of helpful to have our CEO helping me writing these projects, finding the ideas exactly, like finding how and why these projects were uh, making sense for our students to 
to discover. And also with the help of mentors in the low-level uh, specialization, the final project, because I forgot to mention it, is the blockchain project. So uh, students will, will discover how to implement their own version of a blockchain that will evolve at the end of the project to uh, weigh cryptocurrency. Uh, so to write this project, there's been a lot of research and development with, in, a co in collaboration with a mentor who specialized in low-level programming as well, and he's a big blockchain enthusiast. The same for me. I just have a bunch of mentors that I uh, connect with, show them my curriculum, ask them, am I on the right track? Should I be doing this? Should I try something different? What's, what's new? What's trending? What are people working with? Um, I also have mentors at UUD itself, so I can talk to developers using UUD at uh, their headquarters and see what's new and upcoming with the actual software. That's one of the things I love about this program in general. Um, Carrie, you, you'd started mentioning this before, and that's kind of why I wanted to ask the question, but this industry changes so quickly. Like, it's so fast. It's, within six months, technologies and AR, VR are completely different. The scope of like what you need to know and what's relevant changes. And one of the beauties of how Wolverton is structured is that we have intentionally, proactively created a curriculum that can stay agile enough to make those updates, to make those changes, both you know by being able to, to add in curriculum that maybe is, is newer, but also by not focusing on one specific technology. Here you had mentioned you know, like learning multiple SDKs, because if you're just learning one, you're kind of siloing yourself. You know, you're only you're limiting your understanding, but if you're understanding kind of the bigger concepts of the ideas, then when things do change, you're you're already like practiced at being agile and like saying, okay, cool, what do I need to know now? I would just add that while it's possible to get a job in something like maybe web development or front-end development straight out of year one, because those foundations are covered. Um, you know, extremely heavily in year one. Uh, year two is really meant for industries where you definitely need that extra, extra knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, without year two, it, I think it would be difficult to get a job in you know yeah. machine learning or low level or AR VR. And although we technically are specializations, as you've heard from all of us, you know the range of possible jobs within each of those specializations is still so wide and varied that um, it's really. Yeah, I think I think your two I think your two is a really good investment uh, in terms of like as Alexa said like there is this balance between willing to find a job at the end of your one or willing to specialize and gain more foundation and knowledge and find a better job or a more specialized position uh, at a company after specialization. Uh, also, something I wanted to add is that uh, because it's a recurring question from our student here is that. Uh, if you choose to do a specialization, let's say you choose to do AR, VR, it doesn't mean that all your career and all your life you'll be limited to do AR, VR. It means that you're going to get this knowledge, you're going to acquire it, but it means that whenever you want, you can just specialize in something else. That's what we try to bring you at Olberton is to, as we say, is to uh, learn how to learn. So you're going to specialize, let's say, in AR, VR, but if one day you feel like you want to switch to something else, you have all this foundation, you already have everything that it takes to just learn something else and uh, move on to another position. That's beautiful. <laughs> I'll leave it at that because um, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you guys for joining us so much. I think that there's a lot of people who are going to be really excited to, to hear from you guys.